being unable to bank, you, you know, you can't really participate in the economy, in life. Not having a bank account, it had a huge, I, I can't even quantify the extent to which this had an impact on my life. Welcome to Change Machine Radio. This is Kristen, Senior Financial Coach with The Financial Clinic. In this episode, we're going to meet Morgan. This customer is formerly incarcerated, living in temporary housing. He came to me to open a bank account. I came to financial coaching a little bit late, actually, because uh, my problems had started a few years before. I accumulated debt. I had tax issues. I wasn't able to open a bank account. Uh, I'd lost all my credit cards. A number of things in my life had you know, converged as a perfect storm of, uh, you know, just, just a bad scenario where things had gone downhill. He had accepted a position that was rescinded when the would-be employer was unable to pay via direct deposit due to Morgan's lack of bank account. I, I had had a work situation where they were switching over from paper checks to direct deposit and they wanted everybody to be getting direct deposit. And at, at that time, I, I had, because I didn't have a bank account, there was no opportunity to get to get paid. I left that job, you know. I wasn't about to explain how and why I didn't have a bank account, that kind of thing. It, it, it can be it can be embarrassing, as can going to the bank itself, trying to open accounts and being rejected. Oftentimes, people will seek out alternatives to banks, but even services like check cashing can have barriers. Th- there were times in the past I had done decorating landscaping, things like this. And people have tried to pay me by check, right? A check cashing place isn't obligated to take any check that you show up there with. I, there were times I had people trying to give me money and couldn't. There were times I couldn't cash checks. Uh, for some people, that might not matter. But if you don't even have the bus fare back from the place, let alone food or any, or rent or anything like that, I mean, it's devastating. Just it's devastating. Morgan had applied for checking accounts in person and was denied. I lost the ability to bank in uh, early 2012. In the interim, there were a couple of times I had been to banks, and I'm even talking about banks that claimed they represented themselves as working you know, in low-income areas with low-income people. But, but even they wouldn't open an account for me. So wherever I went, I was effectively on a blacklist, which made it impossible to open an account. When Morgan refers to a blacklist, he's referring to information reported on check systems, early warning services, and similar consumer reports. I had done a little bit of research. I had wrote to check systems. I had tried opening a bank account uh, that had opened and then subsequently they closed it within a couple of days. So one of the first things we did is we wrote to the other reporting agency. But by that time, I I was a certain amount of length of time had passed where I was off their list. We reviewed his credit, check systems and early warning reports and no negative information was reported. So we decided to apply online during a meeting. In the office here, we opened an account at an institution that accepted me. Uh, We did it online. But still, I knew subsequently they could close the account. So it's just been sort of a day-by-day thing since then. But having said that, that was back in November. Now is May, so they haven't closed it yet. Six months later, the account is still open, and he has saved $1,000 from what he earns at his part-time job. 
There are some people that may choose not to bank. That's one thing that that's choice. But for people like me who are on that blacklist, you, you have to be very careful because there are some people who end up there who just make slight mistakes. If you have a joint account, you're not sure what the other person is doing. Uh, you have, you know, monthly recurring debits coming out of the account. People are using the ATM. People aren't maybe communicating properly. You can end up being overdrawn. You could end up on that blacklist. This and it, it, it can affect you horribly. Morgan is speaking out to help educate others on how to resolve the issues he overcame. There are many times you you need an account for things you wouldn't even think of normally, but for establishing residency, for establishing identification. It makes things so much easier for me. I know that I can go and get a job wherever I want. There's no if they do direct deposit, no problem here in my details. It's really changed my life a lot. And it's very, very very empowering and liberating for me to be able to have a bank account. Very, very. Even on a personal level, I used to walk down the street past banks and actually shudder with fear. I, I had such a, you know, it, it got such like a, to be such a charged issue to that extent. But it's very liberating, very empowering, knowing that I can... Uh, go from job to job to do you know do whatever I want basically I, I don't have to hide anything and I have the ability to be paid a large part of Morgan's success was his perseverance even though he had reached out for help and come against dead ends he took matters into his own hands and can now focus on other goals of finding stable housing and pursuing higher education check out the financialclinic.org/podcast for tip sheets related to today's episode as well as instructions on how to request your own banking consumer reports do you have a product or service that would contribute to the financial security of our coaching customers email us at podcast@thefinancialclinic.org at follow change machine radio on soundcloud or apple music